Hello to everybody listening at home. This is the Ordinary Church Podcast. Uh, I'm Connor. I'm here with Pastor Mike. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Connor. Uh, and Mike, we want to just dive right in this morning back to the same uh, topic that we've been addressing over these last few weeks. Uh, just uh, kind of trying to provide biblical perspective on, on what's happening in the world right now, and particularly um, the question of race and, and how the church and the gospel uh, ought to impact what's happening in our society. Um, let me just quickly turn it over to you. I know you want to just give us a word from the word before we even dive in, and then you can kind of tell us where we're going today. Absolutely. So here's the thing. We'll start with the idea that right now in this moment in time, there's a thousand voices clamoring for our attention and they want us to think the way they want us to think. And for a Christian, someone who's trusting the finished work of Christ and his shed blood on the cross in our place, the Bible drives how we think. Our worldview must be driven by the Bible, must be shaped by the Bible. Our worldview is the Bible. Okay. And so Christ crucified, risen, and coming again. The gospel uh, unites people where sin divides. So Psalm 119, verse 24, your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. We want to be counseled by the word of God. We don't want to be counseled by the world, okay? And we're going to highlight today in this uh, in this um, session two men that have been speaking some significant things for Christians to hear. Now, there's a lot of people speaking right now these are just two men that I'm aware of, Carl Hargrove, as well as Samuel Say. And so I'm going to um, highlight a few of those things, and um, we're going to go with those. So let's start with Carl, okay? And Carl um, is, a, uh, is a, uh, a pastor and a, um, a friend of some of us, mm-hmm. and basically he brings up, he had a meeting recently with a group of men and uh, talking about social issues, talking about what's facing our country, talking about shepherding people through them. And a couple of the highlights, he he mentioned 13 highlights the other day, and I had reposted this because I thought it was really significant. Mm -hmm. But one of the things he said is to help people, how do you help people mature in their social media interactions? Yep. It's a big question right now because everybody wants to be saying something or is wondering, should I say something? And there are a lot of voices crying out, you must say something. Um, I feel like a lot of what he says uh, really is pretty practical. Can I, can I maybe just like throw out a few of these 13 uh, points? Yes. And just... Absolutely. Um, and then we've got some kind of some supporting documentation, like on point two, we've got some supporting documentations. Okay, right. So, good. so, so one of the, just to go right to that, uh, he said um, that he was in a meeting and one of the men in that meeting was John MacArthur and, and he mentioned, okay, uh, John, I'm reading right now, John MacArthur response to, to shepherd members who are struggling uh, with messages, that his response to that is an example to follow. But I think it sounds like you just got maybe some some inside information about what came out in that. Right, yeah, I'm texting. This is is great. Um, So I'm texting friends that are on staff with Carl Hargrove and going, hey, what, what, what's the supporting documentation that Dr. MacArthur brought? And so, um, and I said, I'm, and I'm doing the podcast right now. And so yeah. they're texting me literally <laughs> right now. And uh, shout out to Josh Petrus at uh, Grace Community Church. Thank right. you, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Um, but it's a list of five things uh, that Dr. MacArthur had brought up with a group of men um, on social issues. But number one, racism is a sin. Number two, you need to show compassion Number three, these issues are an opportunity to love one another. Number four, slow to speak, quick to listen. And number five, we need godly men. And the idea that his response to shepherd members who struggled um, is an example to follow, not one to be criticized, because Mm -hmm. people will quickly criticize that because it's not lining up with 
critical race theory or other ideas that are being pushed in the social um, sphere right now. And many Christians have adopted those views. And so they're saying, no, 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 you can't, you know, drive with the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Christians are saying, uh, Christians of all ethnicities are saying, um, oh, yes, we must. And that's what we're saying. You and I are saying this today is that, no, the Bible must drive the conversation. The Bible has been pushed out of the public square. And so many Christians have bought into this in this moment that it's startling. But the cave-in began long ago. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Let, me, um, let me read a few other of these 13 points that, that Carl Hargrove uh, posted. And maybe I'll just ask you to kind of expand on them and just give a little bit of wisdom. Um, point four. Christians should be known for charity, not for winning arguments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you Would you have anything to say? In I would that? say absolutely. Charity, love, yeah. um, generous love. Uh, I would put, you know, charity is, is a love that is empathetic, that is uh, generous, that is flexible, that is not harsh, that is not unbending. And so, sure, we need to make sure that we are... Uh, showing biblical charity, uh, not winning arguments. I mean, who cares if we win an argument? Mm-hmm. You know, you win an argument, you lose the relationship. That's mm-hmm. not that's not helpful to anyone. Um, this is what's going on on social media a lot. In fact, we all have opportunities every day, not just social media, but face-to-face with other people. Uh, so many things are polarizing. I would just say that um, that point is probably one of the biggest points, is that um, if we're not known for charity and we're not known for generous love and for being able to not be threatened by someone else's viewpoints. Like if you have the truth, you of all people should be the person who doesn't get so worked up mm-hmm. uh, with people that have different viewpoints. And mm-hmm. sure, things are going to stir you up, but it doesn't mean they're going to mess you up uh, because you have God's word and, and you are you have confidence that God's word is eternal. Yeah. Yeah. You're not trying to fight the battle that is going to decide what happens with God's word in the end. He's protecting. Right. And we're so, word. think about it. And we're all so little known and and, and uh, obscure that so we post something and you go, well, what's the big deal? Well, if you're sinning, mm-hmm. God knows. Mm-hmm. And maybe the whole world ends up seeing it. Maybe they don't. Um, but, it, but God sees it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, point six, learn to mourn before you speak. I really like this. I've heard this from many friends, and I would say absolutely. And that's a hard one for us because what that means is we we first humble ourselves. The Psalms are full of mourning and lament um, in words, okay? Mm-hmm. But the idea of the internal pain, and and sometimes we speak too quickly, right? Mm-hmm. And we speak out of pain, and we speak out of hatred, and we speak out of judgment. And so when we mourn, Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn. Mm-hmm. First thing you mourn, your own sin. Okay, You don't mourn how bad someone else is. Mm-hmm. You mourn your sinfulness. Mm-hmm. So blessed are those who mourn over their sinfulness. Right? Yeah. What does it say? Yeah. They'll be comforted. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's in the Beatitudes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me jump, or did you want to jump more on that? Let me jump down to point nine. Uh it is more work to build a bridge than to destroy one. Well, sure, you can destroy a bridge with some some dynamite quickly, and you need to actually uh, engineer, get permits, buy materials, do the hard work, and build the bridge. I remember being on a footbridge in Indonesia, Irian Jaya, Indonesia, in the 1980s. Oh my goodness, on a missions trip, sidebar that's very interesting, and this thing was uh, the span of like a football field. 
and it was all cables across a gorge. And it was <laughs> that's, yeah. that's pretty scary. And the, and the footpath was single track yeah. uh, on wood under the cable. Yeah. And then it just kind of goes a little V where you hold on to both sides. Uh-huh. If you can imagine this, listeners. And you're swaying the whole time. And it's like, no. And it's like, you know, this is the one where if you were with kids, they're going to start hopping. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing but you and like empty space, empty space below to, you. Yeah. And it's like, you have yeah. to be careful every step. And I was. And I'm here to tell you, you that. To tell it was, long, it was yeah. long ago. Yeah. But that was a hard bridge to build. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's harder to build, build a bridge um, than to destroy one. Um, what does that mean? I think what they're saying is like, you need to work hard to build bridges with people you disagree with. We don't do that. We polarize into our camps and we like the posts of people we like. Yeah. yeah. You know what my goal is? That the people that don't see eye to eye with me will like my posts because they realize I'm fair-minded. And they'll go, you know what? That's actually the third way, the best way. It's not far right. It's not far left. Wow, Mike, you're actually giving us Bible stuff. Mm-hmm. You're giving us gospel stuff. This is what Carl Hargrove is doing here. That's what Samuel Say is doing. This is with many, many people. Paul Pitts, other people. Totally. Uh, Al Mohler. They're just, they're giving uh, straight Bible stuff yeah. um, and then explaining what's going on in culture. But it's like, again, whose voice are you going to listen to? The far right or the far left? No, I want to listen to the voice of God in Scripture. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yes and amen. I feel like um, sometimes it seems like people align the, the Bible crowd with the far right. And I feel like uh, yeah. Brian Zuniga is the name that comes to mind of saying, like, we're not, the goal is not to be conservative the goal is to be biblical well and sure so, and, yeah. the, and the and here's the thing the left and the right are both co-opting co-opting the bible and saying we've got the bible on yeah, our side yeah. sorry people no you don't if you're a bible believing christian you will side with the bible mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah but the third way i call it the third way because you got far way. left and far right and everything in the middle but like straight you know the straight gospel truth mm-hmm. bible truth drives cuts through everything totally yeah yeah okay. and rises above it all by the way it does like you can't be co-opted by the right or the left uh, yeah. the, god's not going to let himself uh be, he's the judge yeah he won't let now he is getting co-opted but guess what that stuff's going to fall to the ground mm-hmm. you'll you'll know if it's of god or not mm-hmm. yeah yeah and speaking of the go- the gospel being central and rising above everything else point 13 mm-hmm only the gospel is sufficient to change the heart of man, which in itself, I mean, that is so yeah. central to all of this, you know, thinking that there's going to be a solution and it's some kind of a political agenda, you know, in the ultimate sense um, is, is just missing everything. But he says only the gospel is sufficient to change the heart of man. And then mm-hmm. he says, if people are offended by the gospel, so be it. But let it never be said that they are offended by how you handle yourself. Amen. That, that's a good pivot to Samuel Say, yep. who said this recently. All over the world, the gospel is reconciling ethnic enemies. In Western nations, however, social justice ideology and critical theory is dividing professing Christians. The gospel unifies sinners in repentance before God. Worldly philosophies divide sinners against each other. Mm-hmm. And the gospel is the only thing that will change the heart of man. And the gospel is the only thing that can unite us in a, in a Godward orientation. You can get it united around a cause with someone, again, far left, far right, somewhere in the middle, um, but you're dealing with man's philosophies and you're going to divide sinners against each other. Mm. The gospel builds bridges. The gospel is sufficient to change the heart of man. And yes, people will be offended by the gospel. People don't want to hear the gospel right now mm-hmm. because it's, it's not juicy enough for them. It's going to save your soul, friends. Yeah. Yeah. Could you speak a little bit more to that? I feel like there's 
idea, an idea that floats around out there. Uh, basically, like, yeah, the gospel is great in the kind of, you know, long game, moving towards heaven, moving towards eternity angle, but it's not helping address real problems now. And we need to address these real problems now mm-hmm. or we're failing in our work as believers. Can you just, can you sure. try to speak to that and say, yes. no, the gospel is yes. the answer. The rules didn't change. God didn't wake up yesterday morning and go, yeah, you all right. Oh, you do whatever you want to do. No, God's word is eternal. Uh, Isaiah 55 says God's word, God says, my word will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desire. And he talks about the, the transformation of the desert, which is, it's a, it's a you know, a, a, a picture of, of a transformed life that is a memorial to the Lord that will not be taken away. The idea is Bible-believing Christians are staying on point with the gospel while addressing the issues of the day. It's not in an ivory tower. The gospel is is with the believer who is walking through these things, like you and I. We're mm-hmm. having conversations with people. We're just not, we're just not having big arguments with people. Mm-hmm. We're not putting egregious things up. We're not, we're not siding with the far left or the far right. We're siding with God's word. Mm-hmm. And again, people are gonna say, well, you're not hitting it where, oh no, what, what? Because again, you're the voice that wants me to think the way you think. And so think clearly, people. If you're a Christian, think biblically. Think biblically about everything. Take that into every conversation. Let the Bible drive your worldview and your witnessing and your working with people and your build and your bridge building. Let the Bible literally be in you richly. Dwell the word of Christ dwelling in you richly, Colossians 3:16. And then that should be oozing out of you, mm-hmm. flowing out of you as you're interacting with the issues of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Those are the people I want to listen to yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, Amen. that's why we're quoting Carl Hargrove and Samuel Say and Paul Pitts and mm-hmm. um, Al Mohler and right. and so many others, by the yeah. way. But yeah. those are the people that are actually speaking clearly about the issues of the day with the, with the Bible in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. The Bible in heart and hand. Heart and hand. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Pastor Mike, thank you so much. Uh, we are going to land the plane, listeners. Uh, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, hopefully, that was helpful. Uh, I think the encouragement out of all of this is just, uh, in some sense, what you always say, love Jesus and do as you please, but truly love Jesus and, and trust his word and be in the word and let it guide your interactions. Uh, listeners, again, thank you. We love you. We will uh, talk to you next time on the Ordinary Church Podcast. Mm-hmm.